Hey quilt crew, grab a cup of tea and your favorite quilt and join me for another episode of the Quilter on Fire podcast, the one and only podcast made to help you pave your way in the quilting world with more joy and less overwhelm. Welcome to episode four of the Quilter on Fire podcast with my guest, Christy Lincoln. Now, if you've been following along on my journey for a while, you know that I had a huge Kickstarter project when I wrote and published my children's picture book, Christy's Quilt, in 2014. Since then, I've sold over a thousand books, which are now out in the world in the hands of your little ones, and I'm so proud of this project. With this book, I really wanted to show the process of quilting to kids and inspire them to become makers, and along the way, I hope Hope I've helped you share your passion with your children and grandchildren. Before I introduce Christy, let me just say, if this is the first time you're listening, head on over to Quilter on Fire on YouTube to find the video trailer for every podcast episode. We'll post a new show every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. And today, since we'll have children on our mind, we have an adorable kids fabric giveaway. So keep on listening for how to get your name in the draw for that. So today I have with me, by the wonderful joy of Zoom, that very child who was the inspiration behind this book. I almost fell over when I saw her a few weeks ago because she is now a strong, beautiful, smart woman, Christy Lincoln. So hey, Christy, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, I'm so excited to have you because this book was such an inspirational project for me. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about your story? How did you happen to live in a gorgeous log cabin in rural Manitoba? Yeah, so um, it's a pretty crazy story, actually. My parents bought that lodge when they were in their 20s, and it wasn't what it was uh, now, but uh, they always had a dream to let us grow up out there and they were running like a small family business and that is what they did exactly. So all through my childhood up until I had to move away for university, um, we lived in this lodge and they built it up to this beautiful lodge that it is now. We laugh about it now that we are gone. Um, Some of the stuff that we did and it was like normal for us, but probably not normal for a regular teenage kid or doing deliveries and uh, going and fixing TVs and things like that. So yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, But we're really lucky that we got to grow up out in like this beautiful wilderness, honestly. Um, So yeah, we're really grateful. It really sounds like a young couple's dream come true. And it must have been such a fun place for kids to grow up. So so over the years, you saw these quilters come for the retreat year after year. So what sparked your interest? Well, I think at the age when I first saw you guys, because I was quite young, it was like the colors. Um, everyone had all this different fabric and they were all making different things. And I remember it was such a fun thing to go walk around every night to see uh, what everyone has made during the day or what everyone's working on or and like lots of the ladies made some children's quilts and things like that so there were so many fun colors I think that really was the reason why I was so interested. So do you remember what the conversation was like with your mom when you decided the next year that you were going to be joining us as a quilter at the retreat? Yeah I think that my mom was really excited for me. I think I was really excited too, but I was quite shy. Um, and it's a little intimidating going into a group of people you don't know. Um, but I think she really encouraged me. She knew that I loved um, being crafty and I loved sewing. 
And so I think that she just really pushed me to, she knew that I would like it. So um, really encouraged me to get out there and and I did. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to take a moment just to give you listeners out there my perspective because this was this is a little dream for me come true. So let's dive into the story behind the book for a second. So those of you who aren't familiar, there was a group of us who met every year, and this was about our fourth year, I think, in 2009, at the Pinewood Lodge Quilting Retreat at Dorothy Lake. And we, it was such a beautiful getaway. Some years it was just full-on snow to the rafters, and other years it was beautiful spring weather. It was just the same weekend every year had such different weather. We were always surprised, but we were so happy there. There was a hot tub and there was great food and we just got to relax for four days straight. So this was kind of our creative escape. And one year, Christy just started wandering through the tables and it was so adorable. And we just, I was so inspired the next year when we showed up and she had a sewing machine set up. So that's kind of how the story came about. So at that young age, Christy, what was the process like of learning to make an entire quilt in a weekend? Well, I think, you know, thinking back to it, I remember once I started, I, I don't, like, time just flew by. Like, I think because quilting is such a, um, an instant positive when you're making these things, you're seeing it grow at live time and and seeing the progress that you're making you know there's no waiting so I think as I was like I really enjoyed that part of of quilting so it didn't seem like it was taking forever for me because I was constantly getting further in the process of my quilt and I remember like I would sit there for hours and hours and by the end of the day my back was sore because <laughs> I was just sitting in that chair for so long but I just really had this like drive to get it done and I think for years past that too, it was always kind of a thing. Like I wanted to get one quilt done in a weekend. And um, yeah, so to me, it didn't seem like it was that hard. And everyone encouraged me uh, that it would be okay and that I could get it done. So yeah. Yeah, it was so good. And I actually remember, um, you know, the year you were just looking around for the first time, uh, Wendy promised to teach you to quilt. And so how excited were you for us to arrive the next year? Yeah, I think I, I remember being quite excited um for that yeah and i remember like i remember there were times when you had your sewing machine set up and you had walked away and we were like what, what are we going to do to help her and we all kind of pitched in fabric and we were so excited about getting you going and i actually remember different quilters at different times especially tracy and a few of the other quilters showing you different elements of the quilt so how was that process yeah it was so fun um it really like showed everyone came together um to help me get this done i remember um the when i was close to the end of my quilt i was just doing the binding and it was like the hand sewing and it was it, it's time consuming and i remember i think tannis mm-hmm. i didn't know at the time though um when i went to bed finished it off for me so that oh. i could be done by the end of the weekend but i even on this quilt the the patch that i have on the front i think someone else embroidered that for me and everyone had yeah gone through their their fabrics to see if they can give me some pieces and and yeah it was really a team effort and i'm so grateful for that 
Yeah, it was so fun. It, it was like we just had this little birdie that we were taking under our wing. It was, yeah. I got to just watch the whole process. I was kind of upstairs that year in the top yeah, level. Yeah. But yeah, it was so fun. Now, at this point, some of you may be thinking, I have a little one in my life that I could share a bedtime story with. And why not share the heritage of quilting? It's your passion after all. So if you do want to buy the book, you can just go to the website. It's on sale right now for $15 till the end of the year. But be sure to buy it in the next day or two because it's December 8th today if you're listening or later if you're listening a little later and for your best chance for it to arrive in time for Christmas you should probably try to order it by December 10th. Um, I'll sign your copy and I'll even write a special note for that little loved one in your life. So I'm going to do a quick advertisement for Northcott Fabrics so here's a quick moment from our sponsor. Northcott Fabrics are famous to quilters for their Stonehenge and O Canada collections. Right here on this podcast, we'll be giving away fabric from Northcott Collections, Banyan Batiks, and Figo Fabrics. Look for all of these at your local quilt shop. Northcott, cottons that feel like silk. Now, Christy, where have you gone with your crafty side since you made that original quilt? Did you keep on quilting? Yeah, I did. For years past that first quilt that I made, I would sit in every year with the ladies um, and try and get a quilt done um, up until I think the, the year that I didn't get to was my grade 12 year because I was so busy with school um, and then I moved away but um, yeah I, I really enjoyed it I, I also because I'm, I'm quite crafty I like to do that kind of stuff when I have time um, during quarantine I have made a crocheted quilt <laughs> or in the process of just putting it together now so um, I've definitely kept up with with that as much as I can and I'm excited now to have a little bit more time uh, to get back to it. So who all did you make quilts for in your life? So I know I'm trying to think back because I just discovered a whole bin of quilts that I forgot I had even made um, but I have I made one for my sister um, I made one for one of my, my friend's mom, and that one I was super proud of. I had done um, little applique. Um, I don't know if you know the white shell turtle. Every time you drive into the white shell, so I'd done an applique white shell turtle, which again was a technique that the lady showed me, and I was so proud of it. So yeah, I've just, uh, and then a, a few of them are just at home here, so... Oh, that's so great. Mm -hmm. So do you remember uh, years later, the first time you received the book in the mail and your mom showed you the actual book? Yeah, it was such a cool um, experience because I, I guess because it was a few years later, I'd kind of forgotten about it or whatever. And then going through that book, the details in the pictures, it was so neat to see like the elements of the lodge put into that and even my shirt like it was a shirt that I was wearing or I had I remembered and um and the people that were in it like the details in the pictures were so um so cool and and resembled my life it was so neat I loved it Oh, that's great. And one little fun feature about the book is that my friend Marcia Stacy, who is the illustrator here in Summerland, she tried to sort of get some realistic um, people in the book who were real people. So she, I was surprised to see that I was in the book um, and a few of my friends from the retreat were in the book. But also she added this cute little feature of a mouse along the pages. So children can look on every page of the book and they can find this cute little mouse. So it's kind of an adventure in searching for that little guy as well. So now I'm sure all of the Pinewood Lodge retreaters would love to know how you're doing right now. What are you up to now that you're all grown up? So I, um, this is an exciting time in my life. I just graduated nursing school. Um, I was a little delayed because of the pandemic, but 
Um, I am officially a registered nurse in Manitoba, so that's exciting. And uh, I got my first job at in the NICU uh, here in Winnipeg. So for anyone that doesn't know, the neonatal intensive care unit. Oh, so. that's so exciting. And so, yeah, you'll be inspired to make quilts for little babies now, little tiny babies. Yeah, <laughs> it really, there's some really cute ones that are there and it, it makes me, makes me want to do it again. <laughs> well, good. Okay. So how are you thinking that the quilting retreat experience will translate into adulthood for you? Can you see yourself continuing to make quilts for the rest of your life? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I really uh, I found a love for it. Um, and I'm really looking forward to getting back to it. Like I said, with school and, and nursing school, I had literally no time for anything else. Um, but with uh, like things slowing down now and having a bit more time to myself, um, I'm excited to set back up my sewing machine and, and start working on some projects again. I really hand it to nurses. You've got an incredible <laughs> career ahead of you, I'm sure. But sometimes if you have stress, you'll be able to come home. And you'll have that creative release. So that's awesome to have yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So I like to do something fun with every guest that I have on the show, and it's called the lightning round robin. So I'll ask you a series of five quick questions, and you can just answer as you wish. Are you game for it? Yes, of course. Okay, awesome. Okay. So the first question is, who is an inspiring person that you'd love to meet one day? Um, so I think, I don't know, this is kind of twisting the question, but my grandpa who passed away when I was young, I would actually like to go back in time and speak with him. Cause I think oh. that that would be, he's, he's very inspiring. And I felt like as a child, I didn't get <laughs> as much time to talk to him. So, oh, that's such a wonderful way to twist the question. I love it. So what is your favorite leisure thing to do right now while we're all staying at home? Um, I'm finding crafting things like the crochet quilt. Yeah. Um, the, anything Michael's online, I am I'm searching that up and, and finding the things that I can do. Okay. Who has been an inspiration to you in your life? Um, I think for my creative side, my dad, um, he is so crafty and can make anything you dream of. And I think that he's really uh, encouraged me to be, to use my creative side too. So. Okay. And what color do you choose most back when you made your quilts and what might you choose now? How do you think your tastes have changed? (laughs) Um, Back then it was anything colorful, anything fun, vibrant. Now I think a little more um, earthy tones and maybe a little more modern. (laughs) Oh, you're all grown up. Yeah. (laughs) Now I would normally ask what's your favorite quilting snack, but since you just graduated from nursing, I should say, what's your favorite studying snack? Um, popcorn. Popcorn, yeah. Hands down. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to quickly just outline the contest giveaway. So for those of you who want to enter the contest every week on the podcast, just go to the Quilter on Fire on YouTube and go into the description and you can link on the contest giveaway there. And like I said today, we're going to be giving away some children's fabrics, so that'll be a lot of fun. Now, Christy, as we wrap up today, what do you want quilters to take away most from our conversation? Well, first of all, I would like to say thank you to the ladies who taught me. Um, I feel like as a child, I didn't really get to say that, but I just wanted to um, thank them for taking me under their wing and giving me this life skill that I will use forever. Um, And then I also think that um, being able to reflect back on, you know, this passion carrying on 
always remember the things that you love to do because I think that um, even when life gets busy, um, it'll always be there and it's always going to be something that you enjoy. And I'm really looking forward to being able to get back to the thing I enjoy a lot. So, Aw, that is such a sweet message, Christy. What a nice way to finish our interview. You are all grown up and you are terrific. It's been so nice to reconnect with you and share this story. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So that is a wrap on my interview with Christy Lincoln. It was so nice to talk to her again after all these years and see the brilliant young woman she's become. When I first saw her wandering through the great room at the Pinewood Lodge, curious about what quilters were doing, she was just 10 years old. The cutest little thing you could ever imagine. And the next year when she was all set up to quilt, her determination to get that quilt done inspired me and a wonderful book project was born. So a big thank you to Christy Lincoln for the inspiration over 10 years ago and for being my guest today. Now, before I end the show, I want to add another whole segment here. I was chatting with my friend Liz online and she sweetly said she is enjoying the podcasts, but they're too short. Well, I certainly take that as a sweet compliment. So here you go, Liz. This one's for you. Eight little tips for quilting with kids. Number one, find out what appeals to them. Cuddle up together and surf Pinterest for a while, or let them choose a color scheme they love and create a very beginner project so it is achievable. If a child is too young to sew, you can sketch out a simple design on graph paper and get them to color in the squares and then choose fabrics to match. Once the squares are cut, the child can lay them out on a table or design wall or carry them back and forth to you while you're piecing, so they feel like they're a big part of the project. Number two. Carve out the time to do it start to finish. Make sure you book dedicated time to finish the whole project. For the first introduction to quilting, you want them to be able to finish the project. That sense of accomplishment is an important part of the beginner experience and it just may keep them coming back for more. Number three. Give them a plan. When you start a project with a child, it's a great idea to give them an overview of the big picture so they know the steps start to finish. Let them know they'll be choosing colors, cutting fabric, piecing, pressing, sandwiching, quilting, and more, right up until they have a finished project at the end. Number four, keep it sweet and simple. Make it a very simple project because fun is the key. Regardless of their sewing abilities, keep it simple, especially if you are an avid quilter but not usually a teacher. When you're teaching a beginner or a child, you want it to be low stress and high happiness. Number five, let them make mistakes. Then show them how to fix them. Keep your demonstrations to the point and simple. Mistakes are totally okay. It's the best way to learn. Let them try on samples before they start on the quilt. It's more important to have fun on your first project than to be picture perfect. Number six, focus on their project. Focus on helping them create their quilt. What I'm hinting at here is do not do it all for them. Teach them and guide them, but let them make every part of their quilt possible so they can say they made it all by themselves. If the child is too young to sew, then focus on the choices they did, like color and layout, so it's a quilt you both made together. Number seven, add a bonus. Gauge whether they are done and exhausted or done and happy to keep going. If so, help them make a simple toss cushion in the same pattern as the quilt. Another fun idea that I love, especially if you're teaching grandchildren or nieces and nephews, is to make a secret gift for their mom. Mom is expecting to see the child's quilt project, but gets a gift as well. 
Gift-giving and charity are often ingrained in the heart of any quilter and are a huge part of any quilting guild, so it's good to start them young on that great feeling of being generous. Number eight, share the results. Get prepared for a family unveiling. After the project is complete, hang it over the railing for all to see, or plan a family dinner so the child can show everyone. A quilt is a huge accomplishment, and it deserves a bit of accolades. So those are my eight quick tips on quilting with kids. Now I know things are a little different this year, so here are a few ideas if you have grandkids you are unable to visit right now. Invite their parent to help out. If you get three generations quilting, you can teach them on Zoom and the child has their parent for support. If your grandchild is too young to quilt, you could buy two copies of Christie's Quilt, keep one for yourself and send one to them. Then you can turn the pages together on Zoom. If just one of these ideas helps you get connected with a child in your family doing a passion that you love, like quilting, then my job is done. I hope you'll share quilting with a little one in your family with a project they can be proud of. Now's the time to connect. The best conversations happen with you after the podcast. I'd love to hear what you thought of today's show. It was a mix this time of a special guest and a few tips at the end. Head on over to the Quilter on Fire YouTube channel, find episode 4, and click on the link to enter the prize giveaway. Whether you want to suggest my next guest topic or something for me to review, I'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to my email list at quilteronfire.com. When you join my list, you become a part of my quilt crew, and I'll send some joy to your inbox every Tuesday and Sunday. Now I'd like to end the podcast today with an early holiday wish to you. I know we have two more episodes coming up before Christmas, but I hope you're finding that your holiday plans are coming together. I know things might be different this year as you stay socially distant and Zoom with your family and friends, but I hope you find some wonderful ways to stay connected and you still feel the love and joy of the holidays. For me, it's all about the community. So from my family to yours, I wish you a safe, happy, and healthy holidays. Be sure to listen in next week as I talk to quilt maker Bill Stearman. The messages in his quilts are profound. And coming up after that, a few exciting fiber artists on the show over the holidays like Wen Redmond and Lyric Kennard. Thank you so much for listening to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Until next time, dream big and have fun in the studio with the Quilter on Fire.